This is a download from MFR. The Ross County Fan Zone on MFR with Ian Ald. Hello and welcome to the Ross County Fan Zone on MFR. On this week's show, the Richard Britton saga continues and it's handbags between Derek Adams and Steve Lomas. doesn't surprise me Derek was telling me how to do my job last week and so telling me how to communicate. I feel very blessed to have a mentor like, like Derek looking after my, my interests. We'll look back on the 2 all draw with St Johnston with Richard Britton at the double and preview this Friday's Cespiel fixture with Dundee United with manager Derek Adams still looking for a European place. The United, St Johnston and Vanessa and ourselves then. Um, you know, been interesting finish to, to the SPL campaign and um, it's good that it's uh, looking that way. So all that to come in the space of the next half an hour in the company of two Ross County diehards, Scott Taylor and John Maxwell. Guys, good to see you once more. Um, let's look back at St Johnston, first of all. Looked like a cracking 2 old draw. I heard it uh, on the radio on the way up the road uh, from Celtic Park. Um, you guys, did you make it? Did you make it down, John? No, I didn't, and it, and it certainly didn't look like a cracking match on the television. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, uh, it, it was a. Decent you just shattered game. my illusion. <laughs> I, I'm afraid. I'm afraid so. Whoever sold you that sold it well. It's uh, a highlight package. Yeah. There were enough chances to be made in the highlights package for a decent game, but the ball spent a lot of time in the air. St. Johnson were particularly bad for it. I know Ross County often get get claimed to be to, to play the long ball, but St. Johnson preyed on, on Ross County at the back. I don't know if that was part of their homework or not, because um, Monroe and uh, Anal, I, I think they struggled a little bit. With, with the long ball a little bit it's an understatement actually because cause Gregory Tad, Taddy and, and McLean both had a really good game against the county's back line it's funny you mention that because uh, Steve Lomas criticised Ross County for playing the long ball and his post-match uh, press conference more on Steve Lomas and Derek Adams a little bit later on uh, Scott what did you make of the, the point in Perth? Yeah to me it was a point gain certainly uh, there were chances uh, for both teams. I think St Johnston created more than County. Um, coming coming up the road, I think the the County boys will be happy with the point. It doesn't necessarily do them well in terms of the Europa League spot that mm-hmm. we're chasing. You know, it's. Uh, I think the the goals were soft. That, uh, we conceded, especially the first goal, where, as you mentioned, the you know, long ball, <laughs> you know, Taddy just uh, seemed to outmuscle Grant Monroe quite a few times during the game, and they got a bit of a break, uh, St Johnston, uh, with that header, and then obviously the ball's looped over. <laughs> uh, Michael Fraser, who's come out thinking that he's going to catch it, but um, you know, to, to be fair, I think I, I, I was happy with the draw. I think I didn't, as the game went on, I didn't see where County could get a goal, and the fact that it took two penalties. Uh, for County to score I think probably says it all Fair to say John that the team that uh, did pass the ground en route uh, back to Inverness after being beaten a 4-1 by the now champions of the SPL Cali Thistle will be happy with that result Yeah I think think that suited Cali down to the ground and and, um, 
I find it difficult to imagine that Ross County will um, they'll, they'll get two wins more than than Cali will with only four games to go. Um, I guess every game's a playoff now. Yeah, they're all they're all six pointers now. So, but with County playing tomorrow night against Indy United, they've got to look to win that. But you know, we're not gonna even if we don't qualify for Europe, we're not gonna complain, are we? It's, no, definitely. You know, it's uh, you know it's it's a it's a target. You know, because you've got to have targets even at this stage of the season. And you know, while it's still mathematically possible, yeah, we're gonna go for it. Um, we just we need to get that win. Um, tomorrow night, and then hope that you know St Johnston and Kai Thistle, you know, have a similar result to our win in Perth on Sunday. At the, end, at, at the end of the day, Dundee United were outsiders for the top six. Yeah, and, and, well, <laughs> and, the, and everything just fell into their and they're only in, two points behind Ross County. Yeah, yeah, it's it's still close. I mean, obviously the teams in the bottom half can't overtake us in terms of league positions, but uh, you know it's still quite a close league in the middle. Sunday's game was billed as the battle. Of Britain, we did. <laughs> you like that one? Yeah, uh, we did talk about it on the show last week about uh, Richard Britton uh, ripping up his pre-contract. He wants away uh, from the the agreement between St Johnston. I, I'm, I'm assuming he wants to stay with Ross County. Ross County being very uh, coy on the subject, uh, they're mm-hmm. uh, letting it uh, be resolved between Britain and St Johnston. Um, but uh, one away to rub it in at the weekend against your potential new employers, Richard <laughs> yeah. Britton, scoring a double. I don't think he did himself uh, any favours with the St Johnston fans when he celebrated. Um, he was quite reserved after the first goal, but until he got to the beyond the halfway line and started giving it Yaldi. So um, <laughs> it, it's an issue. It's an issue for St Johnston and Richard Britton for me to sort out. You know, I know Steve Lomas has, has criticised County for their involvement, but I think all that County can do is just look after the player for this season and I think Derek Adams has come out and said you know it's it's a problem for Richard and St Johnston to solve themselves because County haven't been offering contracts to players yet it would it would seem given the fact that there's, there, Adams has been quite coy on uh, speculation of contracts so um, it's saying you know when you hear the comments that Steve Lamas is coming out with, you know, about hypocrisy and all that, and I think Adams did well to remind him of uh, his comments about Richard Britton earlier on in the season uh, when he supposedly got one of Steve Lamas's players <laughs> sent off. Did not call so, him weak. I think that weak. was the comment they called him. Yeah. <laughs> Let's now hear from Steve Lomas. He's been speaking to the press earlier this week about the Richard Britton saga, and I think he's having a little go here. At Derek Adams. I've had my say, it's now down to the two clubs to, to, to sort it out, you know what I mean? So, you know, it doesn't surprise me Derek was telling me how to do my job last week and so telling me how to communicate. I feel very blessed to have a mentor like, like Derek looking after my, my interests. Derek Adams is a mentor to Steve Adam, uh, Steve Adams, Steve Lomas. I think he's been sarcastic there, it's uh, safe to assume, but... Uh, yeah, at the same time, I, I do. There's a part of me that does like the little uh, kind of uh, bickering that goes on between the SPO managers. We did obviously hear Neil Lennon last week uh, talking about the potential storm coming the SFA's way, and he'll report managers for swearing. But uh, it looks like Steve Lomas um, and Derek Adams won't be exchanging Christmas cards. Probably not, but who, who cares and all. It's, it's good fun and it, and it does sell the, the, the SPL a little bit better. Um, I remember Falkirk and Ross County and Partick Thistle 
all all each changing yeah, words in the Billy press Reed last season. Hamilton as well, you know. So, but but it was it was pretty much the only way that the those teams were getting in the in the back of the tabloids at the end of the season because first division teams just weren't uh, otherwise, uh, and it, and it gave the papers something to to to, to work with. Do you think it bothers Derek? He seems quite a driven individual, and I don't think for a second he'll lose any sleep over Steve Lomas's comments. Yeah, today's newspapers are just tomorrow's fish and chip paper. <laughs> so we're going to use that yeah, quote, yeah. selling radio all the way. <laughs> Cheers. So I don't think I don't think Derek will be affected by it. Um, he's been the management game slightly, oh no, slightly longer than mm-hmm. yeah, Steve yeah. Lomas, but you know, only by two or three years. Mm-hmm. But you know, knowing, given the type of guy that Derek Adams comes across when he's interviewed, I, I think it'll just be water off the duck's back to him. He'll just he'll just let St Johnston and Richard Britton get on with it, um, whilst he will defend his player, and he's obviously going to pick Richard Britton until the end of the season. Um, he'll just let let them sort it out. It's not it's not for County to um, try and rip up Richard Britton's contract. It's for him and St Johnston to work out. I think Derek Adams has a point here, though, because he did say last week on the record that uh, Richard Britton had tried numerous times to get hold of Steve Lomas uh, on his on his mobile. Um, I'm not too sure what the, his reception is like at his Perth home, but uh, Steve Lomas wasn't taking his calls. So, you know, I think that Derek Adams is obviously wanting, like Steve Lomas, some kind of uh, resolution to the uh, to the to the drama. But uh, if Steve Lomas isn't picking up his phone calls, John, then what can Richard Britton do? Yeah, I, th- I think I think Richard Britton is the only person that's come out of this reasonably well because he's by, by keeping a dignified silence. <laughs> um, Adams and Lomas have been quite petty in the press between the, to, to each other, and and although I say it sell, sells things quite well, I think the, the the most important person in this is, is Richard Britton, and he he's done well to to, to keep quiet so far. Um, BBC Alba um, tried to interview him; they gave him the man of the match. Uh, at the weekend, probably. <laughs> of course they did. Yeah, just so they could they could stick a microphone in front of him after the match, um, and he was quite non-committal to to his answers, and that was the way to go. That's not to take away from Richard Britton's performance. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Britton spent a lot of the time watching the ball go over his head. So, apart, he he did very well to score his two penalties. He really did. He 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 showed he showed some real nerve to score two penalties in the circumstances away from home mm-hmm. to to keep his his team uh, in contention for a point and with everything going on around him I, I don't know yeah. if there was another player on that pitch that could have done what he did yeah you could see a couple of the St Johnson players trying to have a wee you know nip at him um, but you know he wasn't phased by it all and yeah he strikes kept, me as a very driven guy you know he yeah you know he's he's very motivated and nerves of steel I think to take those those two spot kicks on mm-hmm. Sunday. I think I see a lot of uh, Derek Adams and Richard Britton yep. and that's why he's captain Well hopefully he's captain for a, a while yet of course we're, we're expecting uh, something to be resolved, I'm not too sure what that is yeah. yet but uh, yeah it'd be nice to see it'd be a nice, nice piece of uh, news to, to end the season with to, to see surely Scott De- uh, Derek Adams, Richard Britton remain at the club Yeah, he's been one of our most consistent players since he joined um, and although we have had games where he's been out of the team and obviously the Celtic game was the prime example where we had players to come in 
Um, you ask anyone, Richard Britton's first name on that team sheet. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd be delighted if he stays. Like I say, it's signed for St Johnson and Richard to sort sort out. <laughs> yeah, and uh, when they sort it out, who knows what yeah. what, uh, what will come of that? I'm not too sure. But uh, just while we're talking about Richard Britton, I, I noticed that he was uh, nominated uh, in uh, the Sun newspapers. Uh, Player of the Year award um, the PFA Scotland Player of the Year award uh, nominations were announced yesterday of course Cali Thistle star Andrew Shinney along with Niall McGinn Michael Higdon and Lee Griffiths Celtic manager Neil Lennon was banging on about uh, you know some Celtic players missing out he might have a point um, Richard Britton I'm, I'm assuming he might have been in contention John yes I, I, th- I think there's a, a bigger shortlist that than that, that that doesn't get announced, and he would have been amongst that. Um, I would, I I think Ian Vigers is personally my Ross County Player mm-hmm. of the Year. Um, I, I I think I'd quite like to mention Michael Higdon because he scored twenty four league goals. Mm-hmm. I think it's the first time that a, a non old firm player has scored that many goals since Tommy Coyne in nineteen eighty eight or eighty nine. Um, it's a r- remarkable feat, and. Um, he, he's very difficult to play against and I, I think he'll have a big say in, in whether or not Ross County or, or Cali Thistle or St Johnson <laughs> get that European place especially that goal he scored last week against Dundee United the first one he scored picked up midway through the, the Dundee United half and scored an absolute uh, cracker so yeah it's interesting it will be uh, surely between now and the end of the season to see who will be crowned Scotland PFA Player of the Year Manager of the Year is another mm-hmm. one that uh, is being talked about uh, the two Highland managers, in particular Derek Adams, uh, will no doubt be in the the, the, the reckoning once more. He did, of mm-hmm. course, uh, scoop the award last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott, you'd like to see him remain? Uh, I don't know. Whether, hold that crown. I don't know whether they'll vote for it two in a row. Um, I think, looking at it, obviously Derek's taken the team from the first division. He's had to make you know, two or three changes throughout the season, um, but he's kept, managed to keep the core of the squad together, whereas I think Teddy Butcher... And even Steve Lomas have had to make wholesale changes to uh, Cali Thistle and St Johnston. So, whilst, whilst yeah, I'd obviously go for Derek Adams, you know, in my opinion, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Teddy Butcher or Steve Lomas get the awards, just given the fact that they've had to kind of, especially it's with Steve Lomas at St Johnston, they've, you know, I think they have 11 players left last summer. They obviously had to try and rebuild, and that's obviously part of the reason why they're trying to get players signed up like Richard Britton for next season because they don't want to have that same problem where they're looking uh, looking at trying to bring in players um, over the summer when players have already left. Yeah, Derek Adams and Teddy Butcher, well, two names will feature among the, the contenders. Neil Lennon, Stuart McCall, Steve Lomas, perhaps Jackie McNamara for the work he did at Partick Thistle, slash Dundee United getting him into the top six, but... Uh, you know, Derek Adams, we've been full of praise uh, for him on the show before. He has technically taken the club up from the, the second division to the SPL and we have uh, noticed his work, John, especially midway through the season, that uh, really ruthless streak he had. He got rid of a few players, he brought in better quality players, in my opinion, and, and has transformed Ross County and got them towards the top six. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a great piece of strategy that that played out in January. And with hindsight, it, it, you can't fault it. He he improved the squad um, immensely. Um, 
I, th- I think he was probably too loyal to a fault at the start of the season when, when he offered some of the players who, who clearly weren't going to get a game. He still offered them a contract for, for being part yeah. of the squad from the first division team. And even then, the first division team was really settled and they weren't getting a game then. But um, sometimes you can't be loyal to, to a fault. But Roy, Roy McGregor stood by him with that and let him do what he wanted. And I think it's paid off because... Um, the when you look at economy and Kovacevic, um, and, and what they've brought into the fullback positions, uh, and and what Wilfart has done, <laughs> and just in the last couple of games, you, you can't fault what he's done. Let's now hear from Ross County manager Derek Adams looking ahead to Friday night's game with Dundee United and a potential European race. It's great that we're talking about it in that way, but you know Inverness have had a fantastic season. It looks like they'll you know win the race to you know play in Europe next season. But if we you know win on Friday night, then it puts a lot of pressure on them going into Saturday's game. Indeed, it's quite interesting as well because you've got obviously you play on the Friday night and then they play St Johnston as well. So I think there's still a little bit of kind of drama to be had before the end of the season. I think there is. You know, if it can keep it tight, you know, between. United, St Johnston and Vanessa and ourselves then um, you know, it'll be an interesting finish to, to the SPL campaign and um, it's good that it's uh, looking that way As you mentioned Dundee United are a side you've not yet got the better of um, is that something that plays on your mind would you like to kind of get them I suppose they're the bogey team for you aren't they? Yeah they are and uh, you know, we would like to, to try and win one game against them we have played well in spells against them but uh, we found it difficult to, to get a win against them but um, you know, let's see. You know what happens on Friday night now. They have had a, um, I think th- three defeats since Jackie McNamara has come in against the top two in the SPL. So, I think he's got some kind of consistency going out with the kind of top two two clubs in the league. Yeah, with, without a doubt, they've got a very good squad, and uh, you know, there's a number of players that have played at Ross County in the time. They've got Michael Gardine, Gary Mackay, Stevens, and John Rankin that we all welcome back to to the football club. So, we'll enjoy them coming back, but uh, you know, hopefully. You know, we can take on a, a good performance against St Johnson and, and impossible win this game. You come up against uh, Jackie a few times last season when he was at uh, Firhill. What have you made of, of him stepping up uh, to to the SPL? Obviously, like yourself, a fellow young manager. Yeah, it's a good opportunity for him. And, um, you know, he'd been in the job at Partick this just over a year and um, got the opportunity to go to Dundee United and uh, a good opportunity to for him and uh, a very good football club and... Uh, I think that uh, he'll he'll do well there. Ross County manager Derek Adams then looking ahead to this Friday's game with Dundee United. Uh, funnily enough, you mentioned, I think, Scott, about uh, managers having a pop at Ross County yes. last season. Mm-hmm. I remember Jackie McNamara was one of them. Was it he was complaining that County had a higher budget than the rest of the First Division put together or something like that? I don't know. Uh, obviously, they've had wor- you know words before, but... I don't think that was that was last season. This is this season. Jackie's uh, done well to get Dundee United into the top six. I think given the yeah. position they were in when he took over, yep. um, obviously it was a last last second goal that uh, ultimately got them into the top six. Um, I think that they'll be happy. Dundee United will be happy that they're in the top six. Um, they've got an outside chance of Europe. Same with ourselves. There's not yep. much of a gap. You know, if certain results go one way, then they might be pushing for a Europa League spot, but. Yeah, we're definitely we're definitely due a win against them. I think I said that the last time we played them at Tanadice. So yeah, it should be should be interesting tomorrow. Yeah, results haven't gone Ross County's way 
uh, historically against Dundee United. I think their only win was their first meeting, which was way back in 1998. Yep. Derek Adams scoring a double. In extra that, time, uh, yeah. That night, yeah, yeah. against them in extra time in the League Cup. I think against a certain Morris Malpass as well, played that night for Dundee United. Mm. Um, lately, of course, as we know, John, uh, Ross County haven't been able to get the better of of Dundee United. They are a very decent outfit on their day. They have some, some good players and very good, very technically gifted players too. They do. I, I, I've worried that it's going to be an open game similar to the second half of the, the recent Hearts match which yep. we commentated on. Um, if you look at the the goals that they conceded against Motherwell, their midfield is all over the place. They they play a midfield four recently of um, Willow Flood on the right, and they've got um, Stuart Armstrong and John Rankin in the middle. Ross County fans will remember John Rankin well, of course. But and he's and they've got Gary Mackay Stephen on the left, so you've got four really attacking minded midfielders, and they don't have any any anyone between them and the defence. And that was really apparent against Motherwell because the the the, the two goals that that, well, that Higdon and then Oyama scored, they came about because they could drive forward with the ball a little bit. Higdon scored a, it was a ridiculous goal from twenty five yards, um, but but Oyama had the time and the space to 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 drive at the defence and to commit a player with a skill, and before scoring in the box, but. The fact that in both cases John Rankin was just left floundering. He get, he's not a defensive midfielder, and if they rely on him to do the, the kind of job that 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 Britain or more lately Lawson does at Ross County, then they're tactically they're. I think they could lose the match. Having said that, they're brilliant going forward. So I do see a lot of goals in the game. Yeah, of course, Scott Gary Mackay Stephen is the one that always catches the eye whenever you watch. United, formerly of Ross County's yeah. Youth Academy. He went to Liverpool, of course, a few years ago before uh, arriving back in Scottish football, and he certainly has uh, caught the eye, it's fair to say, yeah. since returning. <clears throat> ah, he's he's the sort of player that people pay money to go and see, you know, a, a tricky winger, you know, he's not the tallest, but, you know, what he makes up for in uh, lack of height, you know, he makes up for and being able to take on players, and um, he was definitely well worth the nomination for Young Player of the Year. I'm surprised he didn't get a nomination for the Fool Award, yep. um, but obviously him and Stuart Armstrong were nominated uh, for the Young Player of the Year. I must um, check so. with Stuart Armstrong. I must. I'm sure he used to be. I'm sure he was connected to Cali Thistle. He's comes. He comes right. from Inverness <coughs> because, of mm-hmm. course, Thurzo born Gary Mackay, Stephen well, get yeah, to have yeah, you know, representation from, from the local well. area. Yeah. Yeah, and unfortunately things just didn't work out for Gary at Liverpool. Um, you know, I think both. County and Cali passed up on the opportunity to sign him just because of previous injuries and I think it just goes to show you he's obviously been in, in and out of the team at, um, this season obviously due to injuries but on his day he's the sort of guy that you, you want to see play um, you pay money to see <laughs> So yeah, I mean that might have been a missed opportunity for well, you never know what happens in football. Yeah, but you never know. Stevens. I mean, if he you know if it was if he was there, Ian Vigers might be you know somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. You know, playing, fair to say, <laughs> Gary Mackay Stephen is your favourite ex Ross County youth product <laughs> that perhaps didn't make it into the first team. Possibly. Um, There's another left winger, I think, that Scott's got in his mind. Oh, well, no, well, it's, <laughs> I know I might as well take the opportunity to congratulate Daniel Moore on his uh, nomination for PFA Third Division Player of the Year award. It's uh, richly deserved. Yep. Uh, he's up against, uh, is it David Anderson at Queen's Park and yep. Templeton and Wallace, and Wallace at, Rain, yeah. at Rangers. So, yeah, just like to congratulate him on that. Likewise, um, I think Wallace will get that. I think he's been in the third division's best player. I've seen Elgin the last two Saturdays, and the uh, Moore 
uh, he put in a cross on Saturday, which reminded me of, of him at his best at Ross County. He he he's uh, an outrageously good crosser of the ball um, on his day, and I think I think he deserves better than than being a, a, in a mid table third division club. Yeah, certainly. I mean, he's he's a talent. There's no doubt about that. And I know that a few other clubs higher up the the, the Scottish football pyramid are are big admirers of him. So yeah, congratulations to Ogden City. Uh, midfielder and formerly of Ross County for uh, being nominated for third division player of the year yeah great to see and of course uh, let's turn attention back to Dundee United now I almost lost my track there (laughs) Um, John a player that I'm really excited about seeing tomorrow as we record this on the Thursday is Ryan Gold of of Dundee United so bits of him in the semi-final recently against Celtic and to me he didn't look out of place no, he doesn't. What is he? Seventeen. Seventeen years old. Yeah, and, and he he's got no fear at all. He'll 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 drive it at the fence with the ball. He'll take a snapshot from the outside the box. He 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 doesn't care. He, he's good enough to do it. So he's old enough to do it as well. Um, he he's probably a good foil for for John Daly. He's more of a static player, and Fall just Gold just uh, nips about. He he he's probably like uh, a younger version of Michael Gardine and. But probably a bit more um, precocious as well. I think. I think. I think he's certainly one for the future. Maybe for the Scotland team. I love when you look at the Dundee United side. There's Rankin, Mackay, Stephen, Gardine as well. Gardine. So there's a few ex staggies coming back to Victoria Park, which is always nice to, to welcome them back. But uh, with the right result. Yeah. Um, as long as they're not, ha- uh, you know, happy <laughs> leaving Victoria Park tomorrow night, uh, they they could have a massive say and. You know the final positions uh, in the league, so hopefully they'll do us a couple of favours. I'm not sure who they've got up after us, but you know one game at one game at a time, I suppose. But yeah, they could have a massive say in who ends up finishing third. A score prediction, a, a prediction on how the, the game will go, then, guys. Uh, John, how do you see a Friday night's game going? Uh, two Hunter Ross County. <laughs> there, there will be a lot of goals in it. it. Might be more. It might be more like the four-two uh, loss to Hearts. It's going to be open. Um, I'm hoping that Ross County win. Well, let's hope so because after watching a few nil nils in the last couple of weeks, I don't want to see any more nil nils between now and the end of the season. And uh, yeah, an open game would be would be nice in front of the TV cameras and also radio mics as well because it's live commentary on MFR Two Super Scoreboard. Live thought I'd get it in there. Don't worry, I'll plug it again later on. Uh, Scott, um, how do you see tonight's uh, tomorrow night's game going? Yeah, I agree with John. It's going to be quite open. I think there will be a lot of goals. Um, so hopefully, hopefully they'll get a decent audience on the telly uh, watching it. It's I said earlier we're due a win against them, but I keep saying that every time we play them. But I just think this time now, I think we've been on. You know, we haven't won the last four. I think we're due a win and as long as we can keep it tight at the back um, Scott Boyd's possibly coming back in um, we'll see whether Derek wants to change it go back to his usual uh, starting lineup. but he might throw in a few surprises you know <laughs> you, <laughs> you never know, know. Eh? Yeah. you never know he keeps, keeps his uh, cards close to his chest so uh, I'm expecting a pretty high scoring game and I just think this time this is the this is the one where County will finally lay their hoodoo against Stand United to rest. Well, that's all we've got time for on the Ross County Fan Zone on MFR. Back tomorrow in the guise of MFR 2 Super Scoreboard Live with live commentary of Ross County versus Dundee United. Our coverage gets underway at 7 o'clock. 
Live commentary from 7.35 with former Staggies legend Gordon Connolly and of this parish, John Maxwell. So join us then tomorrow, MFR2 Super Scoreboard Live, 11.07am, digital radio and online at mfr.co.uk. My thanks to Scott and John. We'll see you next week. The Ross County Fan Zone on MFR with Ian Ald. Listen again online at mfr.co.uk slash rosscounty. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Get more from the North's number one radio station at mfr.co.uk.